Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. My next guest is Experience Flow State, or Flow for short on this episode. Experience Flow State is a psychedelic supplier focusing on high-quality microdoses of the classics, both mushrooms and LSD. I had the opportunity to try both of these products, and I have to say they were pretty damn superior. And I talk about the differences for me and what that experience was like, both on the acid compared to the mushrooms. So if you're interested in hearing about some of the differences from both my perspective and from Flow State Experience's perspective and what they've heard from the over 2,000 clients that they've had, this is an episode for you. We also just get into learning more about what the supply chain is all about, how they work, what goes into this process, why they got into creating microdoses, what inspired them, and so really putting the human story behind why they are doing the work that they're doing is fascinating. They also talk about different strains, how they look to keep consistency with their products, especially even though they're working with an organic uh, substance. Oh my God, it's not the right word, but bear with me, guys. It's not coming to, coming to me. Organism, an organic organism. <laughs> Anyway, but it's a good episode. We get into just a lot of great topics, and I hope you guys very much enjoy this. A few things, as always, if you're not following on socials, please do so. I'll link it all in the description of this episode. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, I'm on there. If you're enjoying this, please send it out to your friends, your family, your loved ones. Like it, subscribe, share it. It is all so helpful for me to grow this podcast and get it out to as many people as needs to hear it. And with that, please experience, <laughs> please experience, experience flow state. Experience flow state. Welcome to Trip on This. Thank you, Kat. Super stoked to be part of your episode today. We have actually multiple people um, in our world that connected us yes. from different channels. So. I think this is meant to be. So thank you for making the time and also the space for us to have this conversation. Absolutely. I And I just want to say to everyone, so as you can see, for those actually watching the episode, there is no photo and I'm going to be calling the lovely woman you just who just spoke Flo for this call because Experience Flow State is a supplier of the classics, psilocybin, LSD, and they are specifically focusing on microdoses. I had the opportunity of testing out some of these products over the last month. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about it and what my experiences were and the differences. But before that, I would love to hear just more from your side of the aisle. Tell us a little bit more about Experience Flow State. When did you guys start and what really motivated you to get into this space? So I have a little bit of a different experience than most when it comes to plant medicine. So I'm actually a first-generation immigrant from northern China. And when my parents brought me to the States when I was about five, we ended up in, of all places, Eugene, Oregon. And if you know about Oregon, it's always been a very, you know, it's, has pockets of being very progressive. Mm -hmm. You know, Oregon just basically decriminalized all drugs in the last election. So what was really interesting is, you know, my parents had no idea what Americans were like when we came to the States. And the people that took care of us, that helped us acclimate, that were our English teachers, that babysat me, were actually, you know, plant medicine healers, cannabis growers, kundalini yoga folks, wow. crystal healers. So. So all my parents pretty much knew were like, wow, these people are so nice to us. They believe in herbs like we do. They come and do Tai Chi with us. So from just a very young age, since the age of five, I've always had kind of alternative healers and different types of plant medicine people around me. Mm -hmm. So it's always just been part of my life. I can honestly say, you know, also being Chinese, you know, having herbs 
as you know when I was growing up I don't think I even took an Advil or anything like that until I actually left for college and was on my own so just had a different experience than I'd say most people What a great great way, though, to assimilate, though, like just instead of just being so culture shocked, the idea, I mean, I'm sure it still was a culture shock to go to Eugene, Oregon from from China, but what a what a gentle way to come here and have such a lovely community around you that was supportive. And yeah, just like you're saying, the herbs and then getting down to nature and that's that's great. And obviously your your parents chose well on where they wanted to (laughs) land. Yeah, it was very serendipitous. And surprisingly enough, you know, the most Chinese families or Asian families are are very against like cannabis or, you know, quote unquote drugs. And I was very fortunate that when I was curious about smoking cannabis, it was my aunt who procured for me. And she sat for me because, you know, her opinion was I would rather know that you have something safe with me and also clean products. Yeah. And I was 13 when that happened. And then when I was interested about psychedelics, it was my uncle who procured for me and sat with me. So I feel like I was very fortunate to have elders around for my first experience. And those experiences have, you know, carried forward with me because I've become kind of like the Sherpa for my friends growing up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has very much translated into what we do for experience flow state. So experience flow state started Christmas of 2019. Mm -hmm. It was a reaction to the shakeup that was happening in the cannabis space, Q3, Q4 of 2019. So my partner, my business partner and life partner now, we met in the cannabis space and I, you know, I've been making capsules for about six years now. There was a moment in time where a very dear person in, in my life was having physical health issues and was nearing towards end of life. And, you know, in the U.S., what's very common is, you know, if there is an issue, you're just prescribed medication. So um, she was prescribed Xanax because she was having COPD, which was causing her shortness of breath, which was causing the terror in her aorta to act up, which, you know, sent her to the emergency room where she was intubated. And it was just like, it was a very... um, It was a very traumatic experience for her. So, you know, she tried the Xanax and essentially her spirit just kind of went away. You know, she she lost interest in everything. She was a very dynamic singer, actress, songwriter, just performer. And, you know, the Xanax was just taking that spirit away from me, from her. So she and her daughter both approached me and said, hey, you know, we don't want to be on this medication anymore. She loved smoking weed, but she couldn't anymore because of her COPD. So they asked for me to research some different types of plant medicine. You know, it was towards her end of life and they were open to trying different things. So in during that research, I discovered Dr. James Fadiman, the psychedelic explorer's journey and started just making capsules. So one thing is I'm allergic to alcohol. Mm -hmm. So while friends were having their dry January, I was doing a, a, you know, a psychedelic microdose or psilocybin microdose reset. Yeah. So I made capsules of cannabis and uh, also psilocybin for friends and family. And that's kind of how I started Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, doing things in my kind of community. Mm -hmm. And when I met my partner, you know, he was wanting to curb some habits that comes around from being you know, in the music scene, you, mm-hmm. you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we met at a cannabis event and, you know, he was just really surprised that when, you know, dinner, we're having dinner. And when the, the waitress came by to ask for, you know, drinks, I was like, I, I'm allergic to alcohol. So he was like, that's cool because, you know, I'm trying to kind of curb some of those habits, especially with drinking. And then we started talking about microdosing and I actually had a couple sets of microdoses with me Perfect. and I, I sent him home with some and, you know, he tried it and he was really surprised at how it, it affected him, how it affected the way that he thought about alcohol, the way that he felt when he drank. And then he also even, you know, gave 
a set of capsules to his father because his father was having some, you know, blockages in terms of spirit and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when his father gave the report that it really changed, you know, his spirit and reset, his father always says, thank you for the reset. He called me on Christmas and said, you know, I, I really want to bring this to more people. So let's, let's do something about this. And that night, um, my, our source called me as well. So, mm-hmm. um, our source called to wish me happy Christmas and, and they've been in the cannabis space for a very long time and, you know, got out of the cannabis space actually, uh, once it became legal because they were like, we foresee what's going to be happening to this industry and started moving towards psychedelics. So, so called me to wish me, you know, happy Christmas and, you know, kind of did the, you know, do you see, I told you so this was going to, this is what was going to happen. And, you know, very, very nicely kind of courted me and said, Hey, you know, when you want to come towards this direction of psychedelics, it's operating from a different perspective. You know, the cannabis industry is kind of going through this scarcity mindset. um, And everyone that I've been dealing with in the psychedelic space is, is, you know, coming more from like a healing abundance and, you know, let's, let's explore what it means to be humans again, mindset. And, you know, I love you and I really want you to come towards this direction. So when you're ready, I got you. And, you know, it was those two phone calls that happened on Christmas that set me to starting to do the design for, you know, the logo and the packaging. And, and here we are. um, Talk talk about a Christmas (laughs) present, like, you know, I love, but it's, it's those little synchronistic moments, right? Like you just, you just didn't, you know, alcohol wasn't for you. You couldn't, you're allergic. And he was at a time in his life where he was curbing that you happened to have them on you. They transformed in just those couple doses of, of what was possible. His dad then basically confirming that for him and just yeah. like, you know, like this is something very, uh, this is something to pay attention to. And you obviously, and now him being like your life partner, it was just so, it's so beautiful how, look at that, psychedelics are just matchmaking us. And (laughs) (laughs) so I love that. And I mean, I'll get into, your product is fantastic. I'll get into that later. But what I want to ask you guys is, you know, I know you've now worked with a lot of people and I'll let you kind of get into that. But when people are approaching you, by and large, they are, how important is it to you guys for them to be as properly set up as they can, knowing that they are by and large on their own? A hundred percent, very important to us. Normally what happens is, you know, we don't have a website, we don't have an Instagram, everything is word of mouth. Yep. So it's our first degrees, first degree, and those first degrees, first degree. Yep. Um, you know, we we very much, you know, wanted to believe in the kind of kismetness that you just talked about. You know, we very much think that like whoever we're supposed to meet along this journey, we're going to meet. And that's how we work with people is first that connection with someone that uh, we know. And then we have a conversation, you know, I call it the kind of share and tell. So learning a little bit about, we had this conversation too, learning a bit Mm -hmm. about your background with psychedelics, learning about you know, your, your goals of what you're trying to, your, your, I should say intention, I guess yeah. your goals and intentions. And then, you know, we don't claim to be experts. You know, we don't claim to be health professionals. We're not microdosing coaches. We just have really access to really amazing products and supply chain is really important to us. So for, you know, but having these one-on-ones is really important. Yeah. We've worked with over 2000 people now. And that's, that's quite a significant number, especially, you know, just word of mouth. Exactly. I was going to um, say, when you're talking about one, you know, that first degrees, you're only talking in essentially first degrees of people to already be at 2000 people. You just, it's, if that's not a product, um, it's a product ad right there. Cause you guys just started. <laughs> so it's like, clearly something's working here for you guys to be up to 2000. And well, we also support other groups that are doing, you know, COVID was really interesting. So COVID kind of changed everything. I think a lot of people started looking towards, you know, psychedelics and microdosing, especially because there was just a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, the conversation about mental health in the United States, you know, has been more in the forefront for 
many, many people. So what was really interesting is, you know, we started with one group out of New York that is a speakeasy, cannabis speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And there, the founder of that speakeasy was, is, was going through kind of a, a reconnection with psychedelics in a more intentional way. Rather than, you know, when you're young, you're, you just take some, you don't really know, you're just kind of experimenting. So we were connected via mutual friends and, you know, he was really interested in, you know, helping and connecting, you know, the, the members of his uh, social club, essentially. So he created a group journey. So there was about 30 people that did a 30 day journey together. And what's been really beautiful is, you know, he set that start, but more groups started approaching us because people were interested and, you know, they have some type of service. We know whether that's creative writing or whether that's, you know, breath work or whether that's Reiki or, you know, different types of healing modalities. Mm -hmm. And people were interested in, you know, hey, how can microdosing enhance what we do currently? So there is quite a large number of, of groups that we support with medicine and that's just been a really beautiful experience to see. We also support holistic psychiatrists, psychotherapists, different types of different shamans. Like we don't claim to be any of those, but you know, we are here to support. We are here to share information. We are not, you know, medical or researchers, but I by profession, I'm a user experience designer. So I do research in a, you know, more of a qualitative way. So we can definitely give trends or things that we see. Mm-hmm. We cannot, you know, we're not medical professionals to give or scientists to give that type of information, but yeah. we do love to share. We do love to learn. Everyone is a little bit different. Yeah. So um, having these initial conversations or group conversations is just really important to us. Yeah. I think qualitative is where you're going to have to be anyway, at least right now for you guys being that you know, uh, you're not, they're not in a setting with you where you guys are face to face, right? Like there's obviously some necessary boundaries, right? Just logistically that you guys would have to be separate. So it would have to be, I imagine qualitative at, at this stage anyway. It's, I love that you, the group aspect and it's interesting in the last episode I just did too she does a a a group microdose as well for a 30-day microdose in groups and I really kind of predict that that is going to be something that comes up quite a bit because there is something very uniquely special about uh tripping or not even tripping right on a on a microdose but just kind of getting onto that same wavelength with other human beings really gets you closer to people. And I'm not saying for everybody, obviously, but there is something that happens energetically, vibrationally. And when you guys are all kind of very being, being very intentional with it at the same time on the same journey, it's a new level of support that we're not used to. A hundred percent. You know, it goes back to like the village, right. And, and, and being able to support each other in that way. And if you look at our logo, Mm -hmm. it's, it's waves. It's very much, frequency. So, you know, I'm very, I have a very, my whole family are engineers. I have a very scientific, like methodical way of looking at things in my brain, but there's also this other piece of me, I call it the woo woo, you know, where it's, you know, (laughs) I know there's other things out there. I couldn't explain it, but the same aunt that sat me down and, you know, kind of watched me when I had my first cannabis experience. She also got me a book when I was 13 called Cave of the Ancients. It's written by a Buddhist monk called Tuesday Lobsong. And it really helps me kind of reconcile these two worlds because the whole premise of that book is everything is a frequency. Everything has a vibration, your thoughts, your feelings, objects, you know, your animals can see things that vibrate at a higher frequency that we can't. So, so we very much believe in that. And so that's kind of translated to how we view these as tools. They're almost like frequency tuners, right? And they can tune you to that intention that you're setting. They can tune you, they can take your, your vibrations and amplify them out into the universe, the multiverse. They can magnetize vibrations back to you. So the powerful thing about these group journeys is imagine, you know, 20 or 30 people 
they're vibrating at the same frequency and it's just amplifying it out. Yeah. So it's, it's a really beautiful thing to witness. It is, it is. And it's why there's so much, you hear a lot of like friends, especially that are tripping together. will have full on telepathic communications with each other, like full on, like, you know, there, there, and there's something to it. I mean, I, I really believe that's something that we can all do. And we're just like, you're saying like, we're not, vibrating quite at that level a lot of us aren't at that level where they're consciously being able to communicate like that but the amount of I just you know even on my social media I asked around about that like just about like telepathy the amount of responses I got around people talking about their very unique experiences when they were tripping with friends having full-on conversations where they both realized like nobody was talking like something pretty and I was like you guys just weren't tripping because there's like other they would like defend it like people were like in the room they're like no they weren't talking (laughs) so funny but um yeah it's and it's also though too and you know this is where I always say and microdose is a little bit less but it is magnifying and uh, maybe projecting is not the right word but out into the universe and and what you pull back in is also up to your vibration as well and and that's why i also think like navigating this is why shamans and healers and people that know how to hold space is really important because you can pull in it doesn't even have to be about you personally you could be a very bright light and pull in energies that are different than you're used Mm -hmm. to or lower vibrational things and so that's why i feel like uh you know, even though it is like woo-woo for some people to hear, I'm like, woo-woo or not, if you're not familiar, you could, you could call it whatever you want. You can call it bad trip if you want. <laughs> like, if, if something kind of switches where you're inviting in different energies, and I think this is where the education around psychedelics is just going to be so key. And the way in which people want to frame it up, of course, is going to be different for them. I am also on the woo-woo side. So for me, yes, I do think <laughs> that there are, you know, energy, just like there's love and positivity and and you know it, we live in a dualistic world right there's yin and yang and so there's energies that are i don't want to put say good and bad but like just more uh shadowy and others yeah. that are more that are more light yeah 100 percent. and i think it's it's really important that people feel empowered to to ask questions you know like we've seen a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and calling themselves experts. I don't know if there really are experts right now. You know, this is such a new field. There's there's research happening across universities and institutions, yes, but I think part of what we try to do is is help people gain confidence. Mm-hmm. And part of that confidence is, you know, asking questions. You know, yeah. I think people should always ask questions around where their source is. I think people should ask questions about how it been grown and harvested i think it's important to ask questions about you know their experience that whoever you're getting it from even even your your guides right so i personally cannot do deep journeys of any type of medicine with people that i don't know Mm -hmm. um to your point of you know having different energies around like i i attract them for some reason yeah Um, I'm working right now with different healers to learn how to protect my energy being in those different dimensions yeah so I think it's just really important that if people decide to do any type of journey microdose or uh, macrodose or any of these you know vacations like please know who your guides are please know their process we've heard some interesting and scary stories of some folks that you know, will drop back to a really deep journey experience in the middle of driving on a freeway, you know? So, yeah. So I would just, whoever is interested, just ask as many questions as you can. And, and your, your guides, your people should be happy to answer it, you know? And for us, if there's an answer that we don't know, we're the first to say, we don't know, Yeah. but, but it's been really beautiful that we've built a really beautiful network of different types of healers. So if there's a question that we can't answer, we are happy to ask and share and connect you to someone that can help with that with those questions. Very cool. So speaking of cultivation, can you talk to us about your process? Are you working with, I know you're working with both mushrooms and LSD. 
one, what strains are you working with? Do you work with multiple? And also, can you talk to us just about, you know, I know consistency is a big, big part of, especially like a microdose regimen. And how, how are you guys handling that? Are you testing? What's your process? So our grower is my mentor. So someone from the cannabis space um, so who's transitioned also into the, the fun the fungi world mm-hmm. and they you know they everything is grown in lab with temperature control humidity controlled organic substrate everything is sterile once it's harvested and dried it comes to myself and my partner and we're the only ones that touch it so this is this is a labor of love so we we grind we cap we bottle we package we sticker it's something that we believe in very much so we touch everything that's part of kind of our quality control also mm-hmm. in our uh, mushrooms we have we stick with capsules right now i know there's a lot of tinctures and stuff out there that's happening but we feel a little bit uncomfortable for our, our for our company because there really isn't any testing out there mm-hmm. that's uh, widely available to test for potency and, and, and other things. Mm-hmm. So we stick to knowing that our grower is growing organically. These are spores they've been working with for many years. So that's how we're kind of trying to guarantee consistency. It is a organic organism. So there's yeah. different variables that could just like with wine, you know, you sure. never get the same vintage every year. So that's what we're trying to do. On the other hand, too, we're um, in conversations with another group that is starting to do citizen science with testing protocols for psilocybin and psilocin. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that is matured in a way that we feel comfortable, we want to start offering COAs, you know, certificate of analysis. Yeah. And just to give a little bit of background, you know, my, my part in cannabis and was along the the processing manufacturing. So the extraction side of the house, the post-processing side of the house. So all of that is very interesting to me. I, you know, my family, we have, we're total nerds. So, but until there's testing for all of that, like we're sticking strictly with the whole fruit body. Yeah. I think if people, of course, this is a, a type person that I'm going to say that I would say this is like you can do as best. But the thing is, the bottle that you get is for you. If you can always just understand that instead of being, you know, psychedelics to me is about losing, uh, not losing control. My goodness. People are going to be like, what? No, but like <laughs> losing um, uh, the reins, right? Just like putting them down. Right. And so instead of being like, is it exactly the same? Exactly the time, you know, is this the same bottle? Exactly the same. You're like, well, it's everything is as close as it could be, but like you're saying, it's a it is a mushroom that grows. So it's it's going to be close, but not every mushroom is the same. No mushroom is exactly the same. And the thing is, is you know you're gonna have cons- just about consistency. People probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, but I'm like, that special bottle is for you. That is like a tailor-made bottle, like whatever is going to arrive. That is, it's almost like if they want to like go into that space, like this is for your journey. Like this was made, designed for you specifically. It's actually the opposite of just like manufactured in something like this, for whatever reason, like these are the ones at this time, at this cultivation, at you ordering, at this grind, these were the ones for you. And if you can go in with that, you should almost be more excited. Like, yeah, these were like custom made basically for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and that's part of the conversation that we have too. So I mentioned that we're, we're single source. So we, it's my mentor who grows. Mm-hmm. We've, we've worked with about seven different types of strains and we've narrowed them down to five strains that we really like. And, you know, after getting feedback for about in working with about 2000 people, I can say there's kind of general kind of attributes that mm-hmm. I can assign to these strains the way I kind of classify things is like the yin energy to the yang energy scale. So that's the woo woo side. So, you know, the, the, the golden capsules are, or the caps. So the, the cap of the mushroom, not the capsule itself, the, the golden ones I feel like are more leaning towards the, the yin energy. So the traditional kind of grounding that you normally have kind of like going deep within and we have them as a tepec which is a, you know, an ancient strain. It's a Mexican 
indigenous strain. It was one of the strains that Maria Sabrina introduced to the West. Mm -hmm. It's a very deep, powerful work strain. So if there's things, I mean, I did this with a, with a 30 person group for a January reset to kind of break patterns, uh, emotional patterns, especially like ancestral patterns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 30 of us, it was a lot of deep work. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you're, if, if you know that this, there's something that's holding you back, right. That you've been ignoring for, for a long time. And for me, it was probably 30 years of, of family conditioning. It's going to really unlodge things and have you go deep and look at that Mm -hmm. or any other things that you've been ignoring, you know, that, that is preventing you from moving forward to the next level. Um, Then we move over a little bit more towards the golden teachers, really delightful, also doing work, but you can still giggle with it. You know, yeah, um, golden teachers are always a good time. You're just like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's, I call it like the golden retrieve. I don't know, like the golden retriever strain. Almost. Like, it's just, <laughs> they are you know, the golden retrievers of mushrooms yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and then we move towards then the al- the albino, the, the white ones. I feel like those are leaning more towards like that young energy. It's mm-hmm. it's still grounding, but it's it's kind of external. So we have the uh, albino A plus which has been reported to us, like, especially by creatives, because it's, it's, it's been like a enhancing your senses strength, yeah. right? So we have creatives, like artists, visual artists who are like, oh, wow, like, that's so cool. I haven't really wanted to experiment with that pigment color before, but I'm intrigued or, yeah. you know, uh, musicians that are like, hey, you know, I really, I didn't have even heard that kind of, you know, that sound before. I'm going to try to incorporate it. We have martial artists that are like, I can almost sense the my opponent's movement before oh. they even do it. So it's it's like a sensory enhancement yeah. strain. So while you're when you're microdosing it, a lot of people, you know, kind of decided to do the A plus during the summertime mm-hmm. because you know they're out, you know, finally from COVID, being trapped indoors, being outside, you mm. know, giving your body a little bit more love and having it feel things versus being in your head the entire time. Yeah. And then I'm going to say like my favorite strain right now is the Avery. The Avery gives you a lot of motivational energy. So we're working on another brand. I think I mentioned the story. We're working on the brand and I was able to like crank out six logos that were all good. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we were able to, you know, pick the right logo within 24 hours. So that is unheard of for me because I kind of suffer from analysis paralysis sometimes where I'm like, okay, let's go through everything. And it was just really nice to just feel the intuition guiding, Mm -hmm. you know, and saying, okay, that's the one. Yeah. And being confident in that, you know, just being really confident in that selection and, and having that trust that it's just going to be the right one. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And, you know, not waste my energy going back and forth. Isn't it nice when you can get there? And then we have, we have one more, I wouldn't call it a microdosing strain. I call it more of a museum dosing strain. It's the albino penis envy. It's definitely a very cosmic strain. A lot of people report that it feels like MDMA. Mm -hmm. Uh, They look like little, little short blue thumbs. So I've seen some strain, some pictures out there of, you know, penis envy is huge. I, I know now why it's called penis envy. Yeah. So I've seen people saying, oh, albino, this is albino penis envy. I'm like, no, albino penis envy is very small. They look like little blue thumbs. They should look like deep blue and purple. And that's generally the color of it. Yeah. And, um, and they, and they the, based on the picture, they don't look big. They're, they're really short. They're right? really small. Yeah, they're small so, little so guys. So the penis envy and the albino penis envy are two different strains. Completely different. Yeah, okay. completely different. Because I have, yeah. I've had the uh, the penis envies, but not the albinos. But based yeah, we on love like, them. Yeah, based <laughs> yeah. on what you were saying about it, it feels like MDMA. I'm like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I call it a, like, there's a term, uh, museum dose. It's, you know, it's, when you're microdosing, you, should, you shouldn't feel much. It should be like a slight shift in... Yeah everything. These are definitely stronger and even in capsule form at 250 milligrams. They, I, I always say, take one, if you want to like go to a party mm-hmm. and have a good time, take two, if you want to go talk to a tree, you know, it's, it's <laughs> really in a microdose. Wow. Yeah, so they're strong, a, strong. It, they're strong. I'd say they're probably three to four times stronger than the other strains that we have. Okay. Okay. And then 
for super young energy, we have the LSD microdose. So our LSD comes to us from a friend from of a very well-established um, psychedelic institute. So again, you know, sourcing is really important to us. We're single source. You know, we don't shop around for 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 lowest pricing or anything like yeah. that. Because you know, you, these I feel like these are these are products that actually pick up vibration, yeah. right? So that's really important. Like before COVID, we would be bottling. We would be bottling at like Mount Shasta. We would be bottling the redwoods. We'd be bottling oh, wow. by the ocean. Because we're, you know, we, we still believe that, you know, these pick up vibration too. So yeah. we're trying to give it some extra love. And then after COVID happened, we couldn't do that anymore. So I actually got interested in Reiki. And mm-hmm. so now we are putting some Reiki universal energy into all of our products. So I hope everyone who's, you know, use them feels it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. That's like, that's such a beautiful way to like set you guys apart though, because that you know, especially as we get into whatever the people are going to be manufacturing, it's going to be so the opposite of that. It's going to be so manufactured, right? Like as things pick up. And I guess my, my next question for you guys is, you know, as we head towards what looks like at least therapeutic use of psychedelics and ultimately, you know, who knows how, how far it's going to go with, with retail, right? Even, even on the, even with like, therapists and psychiatrists are you guys is the ultimate plan to transition from underground to above ground kind of in the same way that cannabis did right like a lot of the cannabis people just suddenly were had a bunch of plants and then suddenly the government's like it's cool but like can you sign on this dotted line so that we can now like right you know sell it and tax it we're just being very cautious yeah you know we've seen what what's happened in the cannabis space we were, you know, we always have this conversation. Like we were so, there was such, it was such FOMO in cannabis, right? It was like, yeah. oh my God, we have to be so reactive all the time and, you know, meet this person and meet that person. And and that was just exhausting. And, you know, that never served me. So with with Experience Flow State, you know, we're, we're being very mindful and intentional about, you know, who we want to work with. Yeah. It's it's kind of like our, our company baby. Yeah. So we just want to surround it with really nice uncles and aunties yeah, um, to help sure. it grow versus, yeah. you know, the, oh, wait, don't, don't talk to this uncle. <laughs> you know, you know the, yeah. there's always that, that person. So we're just, you know, we're holding conversations with VCs to understand what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're having conversations with folks in Canada in terms of potentially um, releasing a brand there. My home state of Oregon so yeah. I've been having conversation with my childhood friends, you know, some of them who are um, healers and they're in different modalities and what they're, um, you know, keeping their ears on the ground for us. Yeah. So we haven't really made any specific decisions kind of in this learning and watching period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, trust that when the right time comes, the, the answer will happen. But we're we're totally happy just kind of meeting the people that we're supposed to meet, sitting back, watching what's being played out, knowing that this is not where we want to go, knowing that, hey, this feels right. Yeah. So, you know, all of that that comes with microdosing and macrodosing with psychedelics is just like we're going to just trust, listen to our intuition and our guides and have that kind of be the, the path. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about, so I know you're talking about some of the differences between the strains and LSD. Let's bring it back to just mushrooms and LSD. With 2,000 people now, what's some of the feedback you're getting between the differences between LSD and mushrooms? Kind of maybe some key similarities and some particular differences, if, if any. I mean, I know a lot of people say there isn't. A lot of difference. I think there's a huge difference, even oh on God. the microdosing side, just from feed, you know, myself personally, Same. and just feedback from people. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down to you know we work with a really amazing healer here in Mexico. We, we uh, transitioned to Mexico during COVID. It was like a COVID gift that we we just had to say yes to, mm-hmm. and he's really amazing. He's when we first met him, we walked by him. Because he was so not the 
dressed as a shaman with the hat and the cape and the yeah. crystals and the you know he basically was this uh, you know he's an elder wears glasses wears dockers wears a button-up pink polo shirt love you it. know I love um, it. totally and it, he's been you know I've always been interested in this this side the woo-woo world right yeah. uh, I just never had that total opportunity in time. So he's been just really an amazing person to learn from. He's given me language to kind of describe a lot of the things that I've always kind of intrinsically felt or believed in. So he describes it really, really interestingly. So he talks about psychedelics as medicine, first and foremost. And he talks about mushrooms and psilocybin as kind of the, 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 ancient shaman shamanism right because it's of the earth um when you when you take it it grounds you it has you go inward it has you reflect um so that's like the the traditional ancient shamanism and now he says you know science came along so now we have um neo shamanism and the neo shamanism with the lsd with the ketamine with all of the formulated mm-hmm. um uh, medicines that are out there they're they're external they're yeah. the the yin the yang energy excuse me yeah. the one that reaches out the one that connects to the 5d that connects to the ether yeah. that connects to the cosmos so there's one that grounds you into the earth and one that connects you out to the cosmos and for me that is an awesome explanation it totally resonates with kind of how i've always described it is kind of mushrooms are inward and acid lsd is outward um and just you know but a lot of people are afraid of lsd you know there's like those the stories of the kid in high school who did 10 hits and he went crazy and and there's a lot of demonizing but in in fact you know if we look at the history of psychedelics lsd is probably one of the most researched um in medical research for 30 years we Mm -hmm. we kind of kind of lost all of that information because it got demonized because the first wave of psychedelics i think there there weren't it was a free-for-all there weren't the elders or the guides in place it was just like you know time and history and a change in culture that you know spurred from this but so yeah i think there's definitely a difference and i would say a hundred percent of feedback for folks that have taken the lsd tincture is that it it's a clean energy it's really great for focus it's great for we have a lot of you know athletes like uh, extreme sports folks that take the lsd who love it we have a lot of moms actually who who really love it all Um, right (laughs) moms on acid love that well i mean i think covid you know changed you be, were not only were you mom, sometimes you're a mom 24 seven, yeah. you're, you know, you're working your job, you're taking care of the house, you're, you know, babysitting, you're, te- you're a teacher now, you know, you're, so I think it's, it's been really interesting to see how, you know, the normal track of what happens is someone comes to us and they're still a little bit hesitant about the LSD because, you know, of the horror stories or it's manufactured, it's, you know, it's it made, you know. And they're like, we feel more comfortable with the the mushrooms because it's natural. And I'm like, awesome, that's great. So we'll have a conversation. And and then they'll feel very confident afterwards. And then they'll be curious about the LSD. So mm-hmm. so the the mushrooms almost like it helps to clear space. It helps to create the action plan, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And the natural course is when someone takes the LSD microdose, it gives you the energy to activate that plan. Yeah. So it's it's been really interesting to hear feedback how people have like I'm like, oh that's cool. Like, hey, I you know, I've been stuck. I've been wanting to write this book. I've been wanting to end this relationship. I've been wanting to leave my job and you know, clearing that space and understanding those whys. Yeah. Thank you. You make the thank you and goodbye yeah. program and then jumping next, taking the the acid microdose and being like, holy shit, like that gave me the energy or the motivation or the push to make that happen. Yeah. So that's been kind of cool. It's interesting. And I, I know we kind of briefly talked about this, but if you, if you think about it, like acid is actually, it's so it is inherently tested because it's made in a lab and is actually from a fungus as well. It's from the ergot fungus. So it's actually just yeah. a derivative. So it's actually like in, in some ways 
even though like and and I this is so true I feel like of a lot of people wanting to do mushrooms not <clears throat> not microdose acid for that reason because like you said like all the demonizing and the, the scary stories but you can actually get more specific with acid just because it is literally like created in a lab so it's, you literally know what you're getting as opposed to having that a little bit more of a variable with like a mushroom that's even though it's natural and you got that but yeah many years of horror stories and look there's people that overdid it like everything else you know like I'm not saying that too much acid can you know, like there's, there's people that have done just too much, but again, like we're talking very extreme examples here and you're right. Like there's so much incredible research around LSD and now in California, I mean, this, the bill that passed the Senate, it's going to be legal for, for personal use very soon, probably. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So like what I've realized for me with microdosing is the psilocybin microdose I'll do for 30 days when I'm in a new setting or I'm, it's a new scenario. So yeah. January, you know, like I'll do a, a psilocybin reset for Chinese new year or, you know, regular new year. When, you know, when we moved down to Mexico, we did a psilocybin 30 day journey because we just wanted to be open yeah. to new things, right? Yeah. It's good for, kind of removing some of the structures that you have in place all the time. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then what I've also noticed is when I'm in high stress scenarios, for example, you know, I had to uh, break up with a business partner that got really, really ugly and, you know, our lawyers are involved and he was just pissing me off, but I needed to be graceful. I needed mm -hmm. to be chill and handle it in a mature way. I will take a capsule every day. And what I've noticed with that is it keeps the lizard brain feelings and emotions and reactions at bay. Yeah. And I can look at things from a very objective point of view and be yeah. responsive instead of reactionary. Yeah. The acid for me is a real, like I'm in tech. I sit in front of the computer all day. I look at spreadsheets. Sometimes I look at code. There's always being pinged by Slack, being pinged by like Zoom. Like, mm. so what I find with our acid half a dropper, five micrograms mm -hmm. is really awesome for keeping that focus and just getting all the things like that usually distract me out of the way. Like yeah. I can answer those emails. I can you know, finish that proposal. I can write those yeah. specs and tune everything out. Yeah. Um, if I'm sitting a full 10, a full dropper of our product at 10 micrograms is too much for me to sit still. But it's phenomenal for when I'm going for a hike, when I'm, you know, wanting to paint the house, when I'm going to a party or event, or when I need just some clean energy. Yeah. So that's how I've incorporated in into my life. Love that. Well, I'll, this my my final bit is I'll talk to you guys, I'll talk to people listening, and to you about what my feedback is because I had the yes, opportunity please. to microdose thank you so much again the avery's and the avery albinos and which are the mushrooms and the acid and what i want to preface i have some notes here so if those are watching yeah i want to make sure that i yeah just covered some of the points because it really was a very impactful time for me and incredibly again synchronistic that you came into my life and microdosing came back into my life during this time period. So I started in June, you know, I don't have the exact day, but some, let's just say June 23rd or something. And it was just it caught me at an interesting time because I was, I was having a little bit of an interesting time emotionally in my life at this time and really needing, yeah, realignment and getting caught in a lot of fear and a lot of doubt about just a, a lot of different things. Right. And just kind of emotional. And so I was like, okay, these are perfectly timed to come into my life. Now I want to preface also that I have microdosed one other time with the Paul Stamet stack, which is five days on two days off with, and that includes like lion's mane and niacin. And at that time I was in a completely different state of mind. And this is also what I want to talk about because it is also like where you're at in your life before you start microdosing is also what's going to that's why every microdosing experience is not going to be the same because where you're at in your life is going to be very different. 
And so before, when I was microdosing uh, on the Paul Stamets thing, I was actually getting ready for trip on this. I hadn't launched it yet. And it was great, you know, and I was also eating a lot of mushrooms at that time, kind of for fun and things. So like my tolerance is very high. And this time was the Jim Fadiman. And I would say for those that are new, that is definitely the, the place to start is the Jim Fadiman is one day on, uh, two days off. And then, you, yep. yeah, and then it's the third day. First of all, <laughs> I just have to say the product was so good that Okay, I had the mushrooms on an empty stomach the first time. Mm. And I took the first. <laughs> All I can tell you guys, everybody listening, was I was like, oh, I can feel this way more than I thought. Like, all I can say is, like, eat if you don't want to feel it as much. Like, I couldn't believe, even though, of course, I wasn't tripping, but I was like, the, I could feel for sure, like, oh, okay. This is very pure and very strong. It made me think like these mushrooms would be very powerful to have like in an eighth form, <laughs> like something of that nature. And here's what it did for me. I was very emotional during the times when I was microdosing mushrooms, but all throughout the week. But what I would say is every day there was a little bit of improvement, but I was emotional. And what it reminds me of, I'll give an analogy of me as a glass, right? I'm a glass of water and that there's, let's imagine there's sand or sediment that has been settled at the bottom, right? That's all of the doubt and the fear that just kind of been like down there, like whirling. And when I'm just like chilling, I can kind of see through the glass. And what was happening is when I was having the microdoses in the beginning, what it was doing is it was shaking up the sediment and mm -hmm. it was bringing a lot of attention to what I needed to pay attention to, which was bringing up a lot of emotion for me. And when I was using it, but because I was using it very intentionally, I understood that I was like, I need to journal. I need to, what's coming up for me needs to be looked at so I can filter it out. Because the thing is, when it was sitting at the bottom of this glass, I couldn't see it. But when, yeah, I, when I shook it, yeah, when I shook it, I got to see like, okay, now it's time to filter this out because this is bringing up things to my attention right now that I need to handle. And so one, it was powerful for letting me see what I need to work on. Two, my meditations were insanely, I felt like I was like connected into the quantum grid when I was meditating. I would have visualizations when I was visualizing like moments in my life and not just like I when I like to visualize I like to visualize like through feelings and yeah. picking like certain points and I was just brought to tears and laughter and Aww. feeling like I was so there like I was like wow wow like this for what it's worth my nervous system and my body did not know the difference that that wasn't happening like that's how powerful it was like it for what it's oh, worth, my that. brain, yeah. And so I would I would journal. Then the next days, so the, the days on were a little bit more emotional for me, allowing me to connect very deeply with myself. The next two days, I get more into like a flow state. I felt like the glow mm -hmm. of the mushrooms yeah. the next day. The afterglow, right? the yeah, next day the afterglow, afterglow, right? Oh, so much. I was like, I feel good. And then and then it would, so each day, right? It would get a little bit more and a little bit less emotional. And I remember by July 9th, I remember that day I woke up and I felt fucking good. Like I was back. I was like, I don't know what happened. Nice. The combination, yeah, of just maybe like the mushrooms and the work, right? Because I was doing the work. And I feel like that's the biggest difference maybe with an SSRI. And I haven't, I'll preface this and say I haven't taken one, but I've never heard any intentional use, right, around people are taking SSRIs. What I would say is that's not the way that I feel a microdose works. Like if I didn't have any intentions, if I wasn't understanding kind of what was getting brought up to the surface, right, then then I would have been like, I feel emotional, right? If I had no understanding right. of what was happening right now, which was, oh, this is clearing me, this is clearing me out right now so that I can yeah. step into July 9th vibes and be like, whoo, I had to go through that kind of the clearing of it. And it, br it yeah. brought me through. It brought it's me that, through. you know, I love, thank you for sharing that. You yeah. know, I think people ask us sometimes like, oh, what's, what's the negative side effect of this? Right. And I can honestly say like, we've been very fortunate that we haven't had any like reported negative side effects. 
Yeah. Um, I think the one that comes up sometimes is, is the self-awareness part because self-awareness can be uncomfortable, right? That's the, that's the murky. That's the sand. You, you have to kind of look at it. You have to address the shadow self. You have to address the things that we are so um, conditioned in this culture to kind of ignore, like, Oh, we don't talk about negative things. Oh, here, you know, like, why are we going to talk about that? If it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, like, you know, I think that's just so important to recognize that when you're dealing with psychedelics and sometimes, especially with a macro dose, if there's things that you have, you know, suppressed and haven't dealt with, they will come screaming forward because (laughs) (laughs) because they will will come screaming forward and that's okay because, you know, those are shadows that are just asking to be acknowledged. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, if you've been hiding something, repressing something for 30 years and you go into a deep psychedelic journey and all of those, your default mode network is turned off, which puts those structures in place to deny and hide. Mm-hmm. Of course, those things are going to be coming out and they're going to demand acknowledgement and intention. And some people call that a bad trip, but it's just a piece of you that just wants to be heard. And once you're able to say hello to it and acknowledge it and say, you are a piece of me, Mm -hmm. you're not all of me. And I see you, then they kind of step aside. And then kind of the true magic of expansion with how these medicines work can happen. Exactly. So I think that's the, that's the thing that as a society that we can all do better. You know, I, I like to consider myself a very self-aware person because it is important to me in my life, because it's also important to how I show up for others. Because if you're self-aware, you also know how you're, the way you treat others, how you, what, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you, you take responsibility for your own energy and for what you're saying. And for, you know, I, I never, you know, I, even when I was like dating somebody, right? Like, and we would maybe be in, I don't know, not some kind of an argument. Like we would not, I was like, we let's like put that aside now and like go in and like have a good time and whatnot. Because to me, like I take so much responsibility for the energy that I bring into any space. I never want to be the person that is bringing others down or, you know what I mean? And I think that's where the psychedelics are going to be really interesting. And I think that's just going to be the biggest piece of information, education around microdosing is that why it's not exactly a replacement for an SSRI and a microdose is because I think, I mean, and look, I, I won't speak from an, from an expertise, but I, I don't know that with an SSRI, there's any conversation around do, do something different. It's just a way to like feel better in the day and you just keep thing and you just kind of, it just keeps your serotonin level just, at a specific place. Yeah. And it, it just keeps, keeps you it, there. Exactly. It just keeps you there, but it's not, it's not asking anything of you. And what I love about psychedelics is it is asking something of you. It is asking you, it is showing you the way it's showing you an opportunity of how to heal yourself, right? Like how to the, the, the root of what is hurting us. And that's where I think the beauty is, is because in, inherently we're all going to start becoming a lot more aware of our own emotions and how to process them and those shadows, like you're saying, and, and being okay with that. Yeah. And I think, um, I I think those, those are great conversations to start having, you know, I've, I've noticed that I'm okay with, with sharing, you know, the things that I might previously have thought negative of, you know, like my partner and I've grown a lot through this experience, yeah. um, we, we went from, you know, kind of seeing each other casually to just moving in together during COVID. So I can definitely say that the psychedelics have helped tremendously in conflict resolution. I'm still, I'm, I'm a Leo. I, I do have a, a, a little uh, fire. sass to me, fire, fire to me. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> so, but it's been, we've been able to, I've never communicated this freely with somebody before and not just with, you know, my partner, but across my other relationships, like yeah. with my family, you know, I was able to, you know, I'm first generation Chinese. I was able to talk to my parents and, you know, tell them very frankly, like, Hey, your relationship, watching your relationship affected me in in this manner. And I would never have been able to do that, you know, because 
my culture is very hierarchical and you know as the child you really don't have a place to say anything mm. and the fact that both of them actually heard me acknowledged it and apologized was uh, freaking huge yeah huge so it's it's been really interesting one thing that i've been learning from you know different healing modalities especially these things of ancestral healing is well when you're working on yourself it does affect your, you know, your DNA and the people that gave you that DNA. So I kind of feel like I've been doing all this really difficult work and they're all also kind of receiving it. And it's kind of a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to think about. Like when you're healing yourself, those around you and the things around you also get affected in, yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, I, I'm, I've always been very close to my folks, but ever since like really like psychedelics and kind of my spiritual journey where all three of us are on that together even though I, I, ha I have tripped actually with my parents one time but oh, um, yeah <laughs> but just on even on like a spiritual level it's almost like I could feel us moving together and I never thought of it like I just thought it's because we are just very close and talk about things and I never thought even it I never thought of it as like a yeah like a vibrational DNA like yeah like as we all change that we are kind of moving in a similar direction. The types of conversations we have, it's, they are changing in a even more beautiful way. And I feel really, really fortunate about that. I also just wanted to mention real quick too, for those listening. And the final bit was with the acid. It's funny that people are more afraid of acid. For me personally, I thought the acid days were a little bit easier in that it's l a little bit less emotional. Actually, it's 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 it is less emotional for me. Like I think the mushrooms still, because I was dealing with something, was still bringing up the emotional aspect. Everything I needed, by the way. Like I just want to preference, by the way, emotions aren't bad. When when somebody's like, I'm I'm emotional during this. Like that's a that's a good thing because the thing is, that's always in there. So whether I'm repressing those emotions or not is one thing. To express them moves them out. Right. So yeah. I think just for people to know, like, oh, I don't want to feel emotional. I, I would say, well, why not? Why don't you? Yeah. Uh, because I think we need to to really be OK with our emotions first. If you really want to <laughs> get to the core of why you're even microdosing in the first place. But with the acid, whew, my creative output was crazy. Like I was I did the full dropper. So like the 10 is it? M 10 micrograms yeah yeah we do when we our products are one tenth of a standard trip dose or so our mushrooms are uh, 250 milligrams so there's 10 doses of 2.5 grams of mushroom and then our acid is 100 micrograms and each dropper full is 10 micrograms got it okay so i would do the full drop and i was i like wrote a wrote an article. I, I am contributing to a magazine for my first one ever. I was so excited. It was happening to be the uh, day that it was like on, I was doing it like on the day I was, <laughs> I was whatever. And I just wrote it out and I was having so much fun writing it. Like that was the other thing. I wasn't just like, okay, I have to make this perfect. Like I was genuinely just like having a great time. And the other time I was like packing a bunch of stuff. And so I can see like very yang, like, as you were saying, like very different and yet amazing because last night, this happened the first time I microdosed too. I had, I had a lucid dream and I'm not someone who normally lucid dreams, but this is the second time I've ever done like a microdose regimen. And both times I've now had dropped into a true lucid dream. This actually, this lucid dream actually scared. It, it surprised me because my grandma was in my dream who oh, passed away whoa. and it really felt like a visitation. Oh, and yeah, she came and said hello. Yeah, but the thing is, it's so I was having like a, such an odd dream. It, it was odd before it was lucid, and it was kind of in the state, and it was dark, and it, she was coming out of the bathroom, and it's and seeing her, even though she smiled and was looking at me, I started getting like I got scared because I was like, "You're not alive," and I was realizing that I was awake, and then it's and then I I screamed, and then. And then it scared her. Oh my God. It was so, and I, and I, and then I felt so bad. I then I took myself out of the dream, but because I wanted to go back, I just was startled. Like she was so warm with me. And I was like, how do I go back into that? Like I haven't had, this is like only with microdosing have I had these wildly powerful dreams where I'm like, that was different than a dream. What I just experienced. Like, I don't quite know what that was, 
but it was different. And I just kept apologizing to her. I was like, I'm so sorry. You just surprised me. (laughs) I just was going to the restaurant. I was not expecting you to come out. (laughs) Oh, that was really sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. I've been trying to, um, I've been taking sometimes experimenting with lucid dreaming by taking the mushroom capsules at night. Um, Have you, have you dropped into that state yet? So we were gifted a Datura as a microdose, also a psychedelic plant. And that plant that month released, I was ha- we were both having dreams like we so vivid, like you do when you're a kid. Yeah. So that, that kind of opened dream world. And I've been trying to sometimes, you know, I don't, I'm a really good sleeper, so I can sleep through anything. So I'm happy to take a microdose at night before bed. And I feel the afterglow when I wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been experimenting with like times a day that I want to, take a microdose and I'm trying to get to the lucid dreaming. I'm to the point where like, I know I am lucid dreaming, but I haven't been able to like control it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. I had one like that. It wasn't in this, this segment, but I feel like it it usually takes about at least three weeks into it. And I'm, and I'm in my month right now. So it's like just kind of coming into it. But I remember even the first time I was microdosing, I had one where I was like walking, I was like in the dream and I was at my old job and then all of a sudden I realized I'm like wait I don't work there anymore and then all of a sudden I stopped and I was like I'm in a dream and there was a girl walking past me I was like stop and everything froze and I was like all I said to her was it scared me and I said like swipe right (laughs) which by the way I actually that's actually wrong I actually wanted her to go like swipe left if you're gonna talk about a dating app but like yeah it was it's pretty wild you'll you'll be able to get there you'll be able to get there it's usually like on the off days too it's not on the days you microdose it's the days off interesting Mm -hmm. yeah I'll be I'll pay more attention to that. Yeah. 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 Cause I want to, that's one thing I definitely want to explore more of. Yeah. Well, I've had such a lovely time chatting with you and sharing stories with you. Thank you again for just all of the incredible products you really, I'm just so appreciative and honestly like the work you guys are doing and working with groups, like it's going to really help shift the collective. I think. Yeah, I'm super, you know, super stoked to be connected to you, Kat. Really grateful to be asked to have this conversation with you. This is my second one. <laughs> we've been we've been kind of on the DL, but you know, it's it's all about trust. And you know, who introduced us is is such a dear, beautiful friend of mine. And the fact that you know my partner from a different lifetime ago, right. and we're all you know kind of going through the same life lessons yeah right now is is just been a really beautiful thing so thank you so much for having me and for giving me the space to kind of share what we've been doing absolutely thank you thank you so much again and for everyone as always trip on this <laughs>